You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, May 28th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, or Off the Bench Baseball, or my more pop culture entertainment beat of things at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blade Disgusting, Film Cred, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But most importantly of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, only if you feel so inclined, hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them and interact with you guys and what have you. And of course, lately... On Apple Podcasts, if you send me some five-star reviews of the podcast in the written review part of the, the that review, uh, you can uh, send a question and it's guaranteed to make an appearance here on the show. And today's episode, guys, we are talking with Brett Chancey and Eric Heisman of Locked On Astros. Huge crossover, previewing the weekend series, having a whole lot of fun. It was streamed last night, if you guys caught that by any chance. But if you didn't, don't worry. That's why you're listening to this here podcast. It's a fun one. Hope everyone has a great Memorial Day weekend. Everybody, enjoy! We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. Okay, Javier. Um, Jeff came on our show earlier this week and he bullied <laughs> us. Um, and I like oh, no. uh, the Snide Dog. Yeah, Snide Dog oh, no. came on. No, actually, he's pretty cool. But um, <laughs> uh, he came on the show and uh, he offered a lot of uh, good advice. I know a lot of people had some opinions about what he had to say, but I know you're a super nice guy and, and you have a lot of uh, valuable <laughs> opinions about the Padres. So, where can they find you at on Twitter? They could find me, uh, first you follow, you could follow the Lockdown Padres account at LO underscore Padres. Great memes on there. Great Padres talk on there. Not always all the stats, but I do have always the, the passion, I guess you could say. Some fun videos on there every now and then. And then my personal account is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And memes and dreams on there, man. Everything. I've been tweeting more about baseball lately. Just because I noticed that it ramps up the interaction and whatnot when I tweet more about baseball, to be honest with you. Uh, so that's more fun, and I like to be reinforced to help my ego and everything with the likes and retweets. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, check me out on there. And, you know, crazy season so far for a literally a, a, a ton of different ways. Like, I, I don't even know where to start, man. I'm excited for the series, though. All right. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join us this week. Uh, we're probably going to do it Friday after the game or Saturday after the game and uh, get in the action. Locker Room. It's changing the way we talk sports. And don't forget to go and subscribe to Locked On Astros podcast on YouTube. Remember, we're trying to get to 1,000 uh, subscriptions. That way we can uh, get uh, going with this podcast. And thank you to, we're almost to 300, Brett, I think, right? We're at like yes. uh, around 295, 296 or something. That's right. So We're guys, four or five away. Hey, I'm a yeah, subscriber. Sure. You should All have right, too. All right. Cool, cool, cool. 
So uh, we got a lot to talk about. And guys, don't forget to download us. Uh, every podcast you can listen on Spotify, Apple, uh, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. Just listen to Locked On Padres podcast if you want to, if you like that team, or listen to Locked On Astros podcast. So um, I was looking at the stats, uh, and I was surprised how good – I mean, I know the Padres are known for Slam Diego. But this year, it seems like they're uh, pitch Diego. So um, are you surprised by that? I appreciate the attempt at the pun there. Uh, so to I guess to a degree, uh, I'm surprised because when you look at the Padres, I mean, because part of it's like, look, they added all these players in the offseason very famously. They had Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove. So if you told me the Padres switching was going to be good, that's not that much of a surprise. And also... While they are unknown, that's where the excitement comes from. I mean, every sport, guys, that's where the big stars are, is offense. Last year, their pitching was really good, too, uh, with Denelson Lamette leaving the way, uh, Zach Davies, a really good bullpen led by Drew Pomerantz, who literally didn't give up a run until, like, the last two games of the season. It was from, granted, a shortened season, but still, like, they were really good in the pitching department last year. It really is a all-around team. This isn't some team that only relies on uh, their bats. And then this year, they basically just upgraded. And despite the fact that Denelson the Mets only been a bullpen guy so far early on in the year, despite the fact that Chris Paddock struggles every now and then, despite the fact that Blake Snell has been uh, disappointment is putting it lightly, you still have Yu Darvish who's been basically untouchable. Joe Musgrove, San Diego's own, everybody knows through the, the no-hitter this year, in my opinion, the best of the no-hitters that was thrown this year. No bias whatsoever. But you have all that combined with Joe Musgrove gonna no hit the Strohs, says Tony. Uh, yeah, yo. Uh, well, I, I, nah, I, I'm a little bit doubtful of that. All the no hitters this year, literally two of them. It's the three teams that have gotten no hit twice. So, shouts to the Bears, Indians, and um, uh, Rangers. But yeah, and then on top of that, you have the 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 breakout of Ryan Weathers, who's been really great for the team. So it's not really all that surprising, and the bullpen's just as good as ever. So. Yeah, they've been more known for their pitching this year, and that's kind of been the story of the Padres. But bottom line is they are still as exciting as ever. No, so the Padres, I noticed they won a nine-game homestand. They were 9-0. They did that first time since like 2008. That's Mm -hmm. huge. I know earlier in the year, Fernando Tatis had a weird swing and miss, and he had injured, I don't know, it was his shoulder or his elbow. And the news at first was almost like catastrophic. It was like they were they were lamenting whether he was going to be out for a long time, out for a year, um, if it was going to affect his career. My question is this, where is he with that? Is that something that's still a concern? Because I haven't heard much about it. Um, maybe you have a little bit more insight than we do. I mean, the thing about this is, on the one hand, I could be like, well, look at his defense. That's where it's really impacting him. And it, it has been. He, he's made 14 errors, which is the the lead in the major leagues. Despite being one of the best three shortstops defensively last year, he's regressed to what he was that first year, but arguably even worse than his rookie season uh, with the glove, just making like very routine errors. And I wonder if part of that is the injury. But on the other side of things, I mean, his bat has just been unbelievable the past few weeks. And basically ever since he, basically since the beginning of May onwards, he's been like awesome. He had huge hits even in today's game, which was a loss. Big RBI double. Um, He comes up with stolen bases when the team needs them. It's just really been amazing to watch. And it's been a guy that it's, it's kind of a little tale to two cities in that case with the defense versus the offense. But it's kind of funny how that was the big story and I'm watching him bat. And all I'm thinking about is the shoulder subluxation. 
I don't know about you guys, but I totally had never heard of subluxation before in my life. Um, but to a degree, it's just we're never going to know details about injuries. I think that you can't by law, like just know all the injuries from people, <laughs> like the very specifics. The only thing we know is it's this thing. And I've heard so many different opinions. Some people are like, he's never going to be the same. Some people are like, actually, he can probably play through it. And it's something that he could get through in the offseason. Other people are like, it's it can blow up anytime. So it's just one of those things where I'm just appreciating the fact that he's playing well. You know, I'm just appreciating it while we do have him. And he's been, um, it's his wallet that's holding Tatis defense back. Big Thrillo says, uh, I don't know, man. I think he's, <laughs> I, I, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I think that, I don't, I don't know. I don't think the money has. Yeah. Has, he uh, doesn't, he doesn't come on. across to me as a guy like um, the, the first thing I think of whenever you think of big contracts and players falling off and y'all may never, this is an NFL reference, Albert Hainsworth. He sounded like some huge hundred million dollar contract. I think, yeah, and yeah. He gained like 80, hundred pounds. Um, mm-hmm. He actually sat on Matt Schaub's knee and ruined the Texans run for the Super Bowl 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, You'll see that a lot of times in the NFL with veterans and with baseball players like Tatis, that guy's electric. Um, Mm -hmm. That guy cares. That guy wants to be the legacy. He wants to be the face of the MLB. So I don't think his wallet impact. I think it just boosted his ego um, more. Um, I mean, gosh, (laughs) he was wearing that slam Diego. He was wearing that slam Diego chain the other day after that home run. I was like, (laughs) this guy hasn't meant um, this guy hasn't missed a step, and so oh, oh, he didn't mean it as an insult. He just said, uh, "I imagine he did it." Right. I did. I imagine he did it. I just wanted to be a little bit of a jerk and, and throw it back, <laughs> but uh, it, it's it is it's funny because he's it's just been unex. It's one of those things where we all just kind of assume we're like, "Oh, great, he's got a defense now," and now this year he's been just very erratic, and it's very simple errors, man. I'm talking like he has time to get the ball. It's like you know, uh, it's like an Albert Pujols tier of. Uh, a base runner that's running a first base and he just goes like that. And then just, he kind of airmails it sometimes not even airmails it. That's a bit extreme, but he, you know, it's a, it's a low throw. And since Eric Hosmer isn't, you know, some gold glove, I mean, he literally has one gold glove, but he's not the greatest defender that impacts it even more. So I'm hopeful that he cleans up the defense in fairness. Sometimes guys go through a streak with defense. I bring this up with Jerks and profile lap. Let's go to Billard. Um, where he one year, I think made like 15 errors and like, a month and a half. And then for the rest of the season, he was like clean. That was with Oakland before he ended up getting traded to the Padres. So it's, it could be a little bit of a streaky thing, but I'm optimistic for sure. And he's been absolutely electric to watch. Um, and I'm, in, I'm in love obviously with the swag chain and everything that's transpired from that. All right. So speaking of uh, being in love with something, I know some people get addicted with a certain type of um, advice. Uh, so Brett, uh, talk a little bit about Lucy.co. Yeah, Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed over three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that contains in all three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA card to purchase Lucy now. Now, here's the deal. It's 2021, so get rid of the cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw away your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. 
Locked on MLB network listeners go to Lucy.co and use a promo code locked on MLB to get 20% off all products of your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's Lucy.co and use promo code locked on MLB at checkout. And also I must make this disclaimer warning. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is a, is an addictive chemical Lucy.co and be sure to use the promo code locked on MLB. All right, before we get into the actual series, I want to ask mm-hmm. you a question, Javier. Are the Giants legit? Ooh, are the Giants legit? Well, you know, before we get into that, first, I just must say, Millard Shane Thomas, host of Locked on Diamondbacks, who's in the chat. That man is legit. Let me tell you, that's a legit man uh, right there. I love <laughs> Millard. Shout out to you. Thanks for tuning in, man. Um, but no, seriously, um, with the Giants, I just, I was talking to a lot of people, and I just think that that's a, a quirky, weird team that I call them the Island of Misfit Toys. They have all these guys on one-year contracts. They get Aaron Sanchez, who granted is hurt right now. But then Kevin Gosman's really underrated, uh, called strike threes. He's, his strikeout rate is awesome on everything that he does. And he's free of Bo- the Baltimore Orioles curse, apparently. Everybody who leaves Baltimore, as you guys know, becomes an A-plus pitcher. The guy was there for, like, what, six years? And then immediately is good with the with the Giants, just crazy. And you have guys like Mike Yastrzemski, and I do think that the Buster Posey, the way he's playing, is a little bit much right now. And even Evan Longoria, guys like that. But I'm expecting Yastrzemski to get better. I'm expecting guys like Alex Dickerson to get better. I think that they're good. I don't know if I'm buying them being as good as they have been, though. I still think they're lacking a little bit of the star power, a little bit of the certainty. Um, but let me tell you, the one thing I am buying though, Kevin Gosman, that guy's legit, a hundred percent. I am, I'd be so shocked not, if he has a fall off. Yeah. So, so they're not the fluky Mariners from a couple of years ago who <laughs> lit MLB on fire and then totally fell off the face of the earth. They're somewhere in the middle, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I imagine there's no tension there because they played in your division or anything like that, Brett. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, well, okay, it's the Mariners. You think I have tension about the Mariners or the Rangers? They're like, they're like a JV squad. I mean, it's like they might as well yeah, be a quadruple right A team. Yeah, they're not. They're not uh, killing it right now. But no, um, I think the Giants are one of those teams that would be competing for a, a first place seed, maybe in another division, maybe NL Central. Maybe your guys' division. Maybe. I don't know. I, I can't get a good grip on your guys' division for some reason. Um, maybe like AL. Teams. Yeah. The, <laughs> the the White Sox division, maybe. They'd be competing a little bit more. But in this one, you can you could argue that the top two teams in baseball are in the NL West. Like, you really could. Some people might say one through three. But Dodgers, so you, Padres, it's close. Oh, so. I thought you meant Dodgers, Diamondbacks. I'm joking. No, no, no. <laughs> the Diamondbacks. Are the, oh, man. Speaking of because, Billard, because uh, just here. falling apart. <laughs> just absolutely falling apart. All righty, Javier. So are Padres Twitter or Padres fans coming in uh, packs like the Dodgers did to Min Maid Park to boo the Astros? Oh, man. You know, I've been thinking about this. That's what I'm so excited for. First of all, just hope everyone has a good Memorial Day weekend and everything. <laughs> um, but I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that I'm playing like we're playing a cool like a team that I'm excited to play. Of course, it's right. easy to boo the Astros. I've talked with you guys before how I got I'm a little bit over some of the yeah. stuff. I'm not blaming the players for not being over it. But sometimes I'm like, all right, like, can we come up with a new joke every now and then? But granted, some of the players really especially Dusty Baker sometimes to stick their foot in it. But um, I can't wait. As you know, I'm big time Puerto Rican enforcer. I support all. Um, I don't publicly, we're not, we're not the Alliance isn't, you know, endorsing Carlos Correa right now. He's still part of it, 
but he's on paid <laughs> suspension. You know what I mean? That's currently where he is. And by the way, a hundred percent, I'll be hypocritical immediately. Once he leaves, I'm back on board. <laughs> I'll be right back on board, uh, loving him. And, but this is, this is a fun series. The Astros have, it feels like they've, they've definitely fallen off a, a bit from obviously their world series run and even the year after that and what have you, but, Still got a lot of good players, man. And I remember being in an auction draft, not to do the fantasy baseball thing, but being in an auction draft where someone's bidding super high on Alex Bregman and putting a lot in our locked on league, by the way, I have him. And someone was like, oh, no, buy an Astro. Someone in the chat was just like, unfortunately, he's very good, man. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, that's one of the things about the Astros, despite everything. Bregman and Jordan. Jordan, by the way, is a little bit removed from all the the Astros thing, just because he's young and all this stuff, and he's just so young and he barrels everything. Uh, I was I kind of didn't understand where the hype was coming from him, just because it was a small sample size. But that guy is terrifying, and I would argue that he's the batter that I'm most scared of for this series. But then you still have other guys like Kyle Tucker, even Altuve to a degree, while he's not in his MVP uh, you know prime form necessarily anymore. They've got a really good offense, and they got some interesting players on that team. Uh, plus some weird pitching. I don't really know where the Astros are with their starting pitching. It's not as dominant, obviously, as like the the the, the Padres has been, right? But I'll tell you right. one thing: Zach Greinke's hilarious to watch. He's just sitting on the mound. He throws that forty-five mile hour pitch like once once every other week, which is really weird. So I don't know. I'm genuinely really looking forward to the series. And yes, I admit it's going to be fun to have a team that I'll actually have a little bit more of a rooting interest to beat. Because I'd say it's the team I've been rooting to beat more than any other team since the Dodgers, I'd say. Dodgers is still, oh my God, like, yeah, are you kidding me? Those games are, oh my God, it's like Yankees-Red Sox right now. But for the Astros, it's like, all right, I have a little bit more of a, a little hatred. But granted, do I on the side not feel totally bad if Carlos Correa gets a hit? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> all right, real quick. We did this with Jeff the other day. Let's see how uh, good you know the Astros versus Padres stats. Okay, who has scored the most runs this year? The Astros or Padres? Astros. Yes, 255, 237. Uh, who has the most hits? hits? Ooh, most hits. I'm going to go Astros again, but I bet – is that closer? Uh, no, not even close. Uh, 455 <laughs> to 400. <laughs> who okay. has the most homers? Homers? Ooh, no, still it's got to be Astros. Yeah, it's not Slam Diego. It's no. uh, 56 to 49. Uh, who has the most uh, strikeouts? Astros. No. Really? Astros have the fewest okay. strikeouts in baseball. Uh, they're still 30th. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, really? Yes. Oh, my God. 336 to okay. four, uh, 414. Y'all are uh, 23rd in baseball with the fewest uh, strikeouts. The Astros are 30th. Who has the uh, highest batting average? Astros? Yes. Okay. okay, who has the uh, lowest ERA? The Pad Padres. Yes, uh, two sixty <laughs> to three eighty four. That's not even close. And yeah, who has the most strikeouts uh, from pitching staff? Uh, yes. Padres. Yes, five thirty eight to four forty. <laughs> so, wow, so that that's, that's a good there. tale of two cities. And now I'm going to ask you guys in a, in a quick second some questions. But um, yeah, like it's very, it definitely hasn't been Slam Diego so far. However. It felt like you were trying to roast me with those stats, man. It felt like you were trying to like just, you know, just just put them on board. No, I'm just kidding. Eric's a good guy, but it's, um, I would want I would love to see what the stats are because the last two weeks the Padres' offense is starting to look a little bit more like it was the first month. Oh God, I mean, I'm watching Tommy Pham grind double plays like 
twice in the same game. Tatis striking out left and right was batting 140 at one point. Now he's batting 290, which just goes to show you about the sample sizes thing. But um, that I'm wondering wasn't about you guys. Today's game either. What happened? That wasn't today's games, uh, today's stats either. So. Oh, nice, nice. Um, I'm wondering though about the Astros. What is kind of the outlook in terms of? What players do you think have room to improve? What are the, the players that maybe Padres fans aren't paying attention to? Because I feel like people know about Jordan. They know about Alex Bregman, right? But who are kind of some under-the-radar guys, do you think, that the that have been performing well for the Astros or guys that haven't been performing well for the Astros, whatever? Well, I believe Kyle Tucker has has taken a hold of his role um, as a as a very good hitter. Um, he, is, he has picked up his average um, about – you know, 40, 50 points in the last couple of weeks. And um, he can just absolutely crush a ball. And I don't know that he's a household name yet. Um, guys that I don't, you know, Yuli it has has had, he's having an MVP type year at the plate. Last year he had a major drop off and it was a 60 game season. Mm-hmm. Um, but really there's not a whole lot of guys that are surprising because a lot of our guys that we signed relief pitchers and stuff that we thought were going to be really stellar, um, have been somewhat, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Now, Brooks Rayleigh, in the last seven games he's pitched, has been shut down. Um, he mm-hmm. went through a stretch about two or three weeks where he was terrible. So um, if Rayleigh and Stanek can, can you know, get on board, um, I'd tell you who surprised me the most is Joe Smith, how bad he's been this year. Because he was a guy, we were like, yes, he's back. Like, we got Joe Smith back. And yeah. so – yeah, the Astros do not have a wealth of uh, bullpen arms right now. But, you know, if you want to have a uh, wealth of something, go to Wellfront. So, Brett, tell us a little bit about Wellfront. Well, let me tell you, stonks, memes, rocket ships. I'm not talking about SpaceX or Javi's Twitter account. I'm talking about day trading. And it, it can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors trade individual stocks. They underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. So listen to me right now. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in minutes. That's right. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can help you lower the, lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low 0.25% advisory fee, and that's important. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion in assets, not million, Dr. Evil. That's right. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com forward slash locked on MLB. Maybe Tatis with this big contract should go to Wealthfront <laughs> because all he needs is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life. That's right. Go to wealthfront.com forward slash locked on MLB. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com because we love you. M O U. Anyways, I digress. And forward slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com forward slash locked on MLB and get started today. And I know, Javier, you're uh, drinking that water, and I know you're so tempted to have that belt bar sitting right next to you, but it's oh, going to be man. hard to talk. So go ahead and tell us a little yeah, bit about that. Yeah, look, man, I've been shouting from the mountaintops, from Mount Olympus, from the Empire State Building 
for what seems like an eternity now. Built Bars, they're just they're quite simply the best protein bars around. I mean, they're they're covered in 100 chocolate, soft and easy to chew, all that stuff. And what I like about them the most, great variety of flavors. You know, they give me a Ben and Jerry's vibe with the amount of flavors they've got. They've got everything from coconut to double chocolate, salted caramel, orange, birthday cake, coconut brownie chunk, all these things. And not to mention, there's all these limited time flavors that pop up every now and then. So you can go check those out. It's really great. And like I said, they're protein bars. They are healthy for you. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs. I know, both of you. You're probably wondering. You know, where do you get these things? Everyone's got to be wondering. They're delicious. How, how, where, where are they? Well, you can get them by going to builtbar.com. And since you've been listening to this here uh, podcast, we got a special code for you. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Remember, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com for all my hungry people out there and all my fit people out there. And honestly, just people who enjoy good things. Go check them out. Alrighty, and I think earlier what um, Javier was kind of asking for is some prop, some uh, players that need to improve. And one of the players is Miles Straw. Miles Straw has been handed the keys to center field after George Springer has left, and he struggled. And uh, he's he struggled with trying to catch. He's um, struggled to try to hit. And this is a guy who a lot of people have been calling for his job. And he's made some strides, but at the same time. There's uh, Jose Siri at AAA who's knocking at the door. He's uh, leading the AAA in RBIs last I checked. And so uh, he is somebody who needs to improve. And Christian Javier is somebody who came out of the gate like throwing strikes. Then he got sent down to AAA. And now he's been, because of his lack of command, uh, deeper into his starts, he's been moved to the bullpen. And so these are some guys that the Astros were looking to count on. But now they've, I um, mean, I know Straw is still going to be your center fielder for now, but uh, the Astros have been having some uh, people that they, they were counting on kind of taking a step back. But the good news is that uh, Framer Valdez and Jake Odorizzi are back in a rotation starting uh, Friday and Saturday. So that is the big news that I didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday. I know, Brett, you talked about that. So let's go and talk about the Friday start. It's going to be uh, – Denelson Lament, is that how you say it? Yes. Basically. Uh, so uh, he's been in the bullpen, you said? Yeah, he's been in the bullpen. They're trying to like work him up. And I guess that I didn't, because I was just checking that beforehand. And I guess I just haven't been following my Twitter feed or whatnot all day um, about Lament because he's been, he's been, but he's been looking better. It was scary because his first appearance of the season, they said full, you know, all silos, all, everything's full go. And then he lasted two innings and then had the forearm tightness, which made everyone freak out. But then he came back like a week later for his start after it landing on the IL velocity was down. And then he's been in the bullpen ever since. And they're, they're showing signs, but still, it's very awkward. The situation with Denelson Lamet right now, I think a lot of people are wondering, will he ever be able to return to starting pitching form? Cause he's clearly, that's what he is. He's not a bullpen guy, but right now the Padres are just trying to, Get him back into the groove of things, hopefully. Him and his wipeout slider that nearly won him a Cy Young last year. And, you know, this is a much-anticipated start because Framber Valdez coming into this year, he was looking to be like our ace. There were people that were legitimately saying that Framber Valdez should be considered the opening day pitcher in 2021. And then he had that freak incident where he caught that comebacker, put his hand in his glove, and broke his finger. And then they were like, well, he's out. And then they are like, he's coming back. 
and then Dusty Baker said he's healing like the Predator and all that stuff. But he he started. He looked good in um, you know Triple A Sugarland. He threw four scoreless innings on fifty four pitches against the Padres Triple A team. At, you know against the El Paso Chihuahuas. So um, I think Frember Valdez coming back is going to be huge. Um, Javi uh, last year he had a massive year because he went and basically talked to somebody about the confidence issues he was having, basically like a almost like a psychologist. And and this person he talked about openly helped him focus mentally, and he was an animal. And he is the guy that Mike Trout has said has the nastiest breaking pitch in all of Major League Baseball. So for us as Astros fans and Astros Nation, this is a welcome return, especially when you have a lineup like yours that is so dangerous on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So- Absolutely. Looking at the looking at this, Javier, um, I, I can't see either pitcher going too deep into this game. I can see them maybe going four, maybe five innings if we're mm-hmm. lucky. And yeah, that actually reminds me. I'm just remembering quite now uh, with the whole Lamet thing. Basically, the Padres are doing the old the six man rotation thing. So that's probably yeah. why, which probably means that we're getting you Darvish on Saturday. Yes, Saturday, yes, um, yes. which should be a blast. Is who is pitching for the Astros it on is the Saturday Jake game? Odorizzi. So Jake Odorizzi, who, Jake Oder- oh man, it's so funny to think back because my off-season wish list, like the idiot that I am, <laughs> it was to, I was like, look, I think we should wait to see how Lamette's doing. You still got Luis Patino, Mackenzie Gore, some good prospects, and Lamette, you know, like I said, you wait how he's doing. You still can hope for a bounce back from Chris Paddock and all these guys. And then they just decided to completely screw that. But I was just like, yeah, Jay Cota Rizzi might be a guy. He's been good a couple years ago, but then he got a little bit banged up and hurt. Now he's with the Astros, and it feels like, yeah, I'm just going to pretend. I mean, I just outed myself on the air, but uh, I'm just going to pretend I didn't recommend getting Jay Cota Rizzi because from what I've heard, he's been struggling this year. Well, he has trouble with uh, the Crawford's, the Crawford boxes because mm. it's it's uh, he's allowed what in his first start he allowed four home runs or three home runs if I remember yeah. correctly yeah and it was it was a struggle and he said yeah I'm gonna have to figure out how to pitch here if I'm a pitcher. yeah that so, didn't strike confidence and and I know in me I was like oh wait can, can you know can we have Jake Odorizzi start on the road in mm-hmm. like Great American ballpark or you know someone that's not a not a hitter's ballpark you know. Mm-hmm. He was making some strides, and then uh, he left that one start, and that's when Kent Emanuel came in and pitched eight and two-thirds innings and uh, basically saved the bullpen that get day. But, uh, yeah, so that's going to be the Sunday, the Saturday start. And then Sunday, it's going to be Zach Greinke versus TBD. Uh, how's this <laughs> curveball? <laughs> TBD. TBD's got the nastiest curveball I may have I, I've seen in years, man. I mean that thing. It, he throws it up into the sky it, it and then it lands. Like down. Yeah, I'm talking like an Alex Reyes of the Cardinals esque curveball, but like on steroids, man. It's just okay. absolutely on blue. Uh, no, I would imagine that Blake Snell should be uh, projected to make that start. Okay. But again, we'll have to see what the Padres play. Yeah, I imagine you know, he'll be in that game though. Well, you know, I heard um, TBD is a native of Saskatoon up in Canada, and. <laughs> Um, he's got a really, you know, he says a a lot and, um, I think Sean Woodley knows him. So, um, you know, maybe he's, you know, Canadian and Hey, it's America's hat. So TBD, I hear he's a good guy. Okay. (laughs) Just go, just go. Come on, man. Don't give me that. You know, all righty. So, um, this is uh, from what it seems like is, um, 
it's going to be a well-pitched series. I don't, I don't know about the game one. Game one, it seems, I mean, nothing gets from Valdez. Uh, he lasted four innings in his uh, last start in AAA. We'll see how long both pitcher can, pitchers can go. But outside of that, I think this, <laughs> Albert says that TBD is going to be next to Nolan Ryan. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I hope this is a good series because I don't know if you've seen our schedule, but it's brutal. Uh, hmm. After this, it, we play the Red Sox twice, then we play the Oof. Blue Jays, oh, and then it's just it's just crazy. And then um, it's it doesn't get any better. So um, I know the Dodgers uh, they played us pretty well. It, it, they embarrassed us in national TV in Game One, but at least we uh, took it to Trevor Bauer, and so uh, that was good in Game Two. But that's right, that was the Correa was, home run, Puerto Rican power. That was there you poetic go. justice. That was poetic justice because back in February he was just like these guys. They just they ruined a lot of people's lives, and like they acted like you know the Astros were these purveyors of all things evil. And um, I love getting one over Tyler Bauer. I mean, he he was even trolling our fan base hobby. He was um, he went to Minute Maid Park because he lives in Houston, like the Woodlands area. And he was at Minute Maid Park, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, Houston?" When he was a free agent, and and so people were having this actual conversation: Should we sign Bauer? Would that be? I'm like, heck no, no, I would never sign that guy, especially forty million. Anyways, yeah, that was great. He's that been good, He's been good this year. He's, He's been, been very good. Last time, and uh, the Astros won, so I'm gonna do it again. And I'm not gonna make a comment on the 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 the, the his his lamenting of the the Astros franchise and all that stuff. I I don't like talking about this anymore. It's it's, it's too you. long now. But uh, I will say, with you guys in your tough schedule, um, since you know the the Padres are playing well, I I agree. Also, after this series, the Padres go and play Chicago, which is not like. Any, an incredible team, but I'm excited for that series. And then they play the Mets. My second favorite player in the league. I have to like Tatis, number one, obviously. But every, aside yeah. from Tatis, Francisco Lindor, who is struggling. You know, I will be – I don't know how I'm going to feel if when they eventually play the Mets that he figures it out finally against my team. I mean, like my king. Couldn't you just wait? Or could, you know what I mean? Just a little bit. But, uh, yeah, for sure. We're, we're starting to get into, you know, some interesting times in baseball because you have those first – 40 or so games and now you're starting to learn a little bit more concretely about what teams are really actually capable of instead of the fluky things like the Mariners start off the season like 12 and 6 or whatever right so we're gonna see what everybody's made of including the Red Sox that you're gonna be playing in I'm not totally buying the Red Sox totally but at some point you're gonna have to and I guess they just have the best offense of all time so we're gonna have to see how that pans out for sure really excited for the series though yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but how about Joe West making a pitcher take a hat off because <laughs> yeah. uh, there's some suspicious uh, substance on there. He's like, yeah, if you want to pitch, you got to take that off. And then uh, I think Josh Donaldson saying, yeah, I've got I've got well documented how pitchers are cheating. And there's there's just there's a lot of stuff coming out. And MLB is just like, nope, I don't see anything. Yeah, so. yeah, baseball, baseball, doing the the quiet place meme, right? You know, the the, yeah. the, the, the can't see and all that. Yeah, the baseball's in. It's such a weird. Don't we, have time for this. I don't have time. Yeah, I don't have don't. time to get into it. We don't. It's it's just in like a weird place. Things. Yeah, but just remember, there's only one Mike Fires, and nobody can be Mike Fires except Mike Fires. <laughs> yeah, definitely so. not Eric Kratz. Eric Kratz cannot come out and say, "Yeah, the Rockies cheated," and the who? The, the, the Rockies, Rockies cheated because it gave them such an advantage. 
don't know if you guys saw that uh, Trevor's story got pulled from a game today. And it was the that. only exciting thing that's happened for the Rockies all season. Wow. The fact that there might have been a trade or whatever, but instead it was some some shoulder tightness or whatever, yeah. like something like that. And it's like, oh, like uh, everyone, every baseball fan is like, look, they're like, oh, I can't wait. Maybe he's getting traded. That would have been so much more more fun. Uh, I, I can't wait to see if he gets traded. That's all it's, right. it's really not a good position the Rockies are in. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Real quick, uh, series predictions. I'm going to say the Astros win two of three. Go ahead, Brett. Um, I'm going to say two of three homer, but I don't, I don't know. I, if the Padres hit home runs, I think I think the Padres can easily take two at home. But I'm, I'm picking two games out of three for the Astros. Um, I'm picking the first game, Friday and Sunday's game. I think Saturday, Darvish uh, locks them up. I'm going to go with two out of three for the Padres only because I'm using last year as evidence. Uh, last year, when we purchased your entire state, we didn't just beat the Astros and sweep them. We also swept the Rangers. The who? And we are the, the Rangers. You heard of they're, them? Yeah. They're up in Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah they're they're in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, that, and then the Rangers this year we've swept. So I say we keep it going. But I do think that the Astros have a better not, – not a better team than last year. It's just their team is playing better than they were last year. Bregman was down. Altuve was down. I think Alvarez was hurt last year. They really, they were just kind of a little bit of a lost uh, team, except for Correa, hilariously enough, who just embraced everything and had an incredible postseason run. I think that they get two out of the three uh, and they keep their kind of winning streak going against Texas. And zip zappy do da everybody. That about does it for my chat with the Locked On Astros crew. I hope you guys enjoyed it. One last thing, guys. Remember to be sure to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with this here podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts, including sometimes yours truly. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. Again, I hope you guys all have a really great Memorial Day weekend. Really excited for this upcoming series. And as I mentioned on this uh, chat, so excited to be playing the Cubs and then the Mets like it's it's, it's a real lot of fun teams not to you know not to besmirch the Milwaukee Brewers or anything like that but I'm just more excited to be playing the Cubs the Astros and the Mets that's just me they're they're good teams that potentially are you know potential playoff hopefuls and I think it's gonna be a lot of fun playing them and should make for some really interesting stuff of course you know I'll be doing crossovers with the fellow locked on host for each of those so you can look forward to that but with that all being said Everybody, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya Overcast, wherever. Send me those five-star reviews with a written review on the Apple Podcasts app, and I guarantee you I will answer your question there. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.